you better turn it up. From the Flint West studio at White Rock Beach. Yo, man. We bring you another episode of the Three Solutions Podcast. Yeah, we're going, we don't need roads. This right here is the land of opportunity. Get an inside perspective. Anyone seen this before? Of digital marketing from two elite marketing gurus who work with the full spectrum. Well, it's called the internet. They know what they're doing. They don't just talk about it. They are about it. Well, you know, they're actually good. And now, your hosts, two brothers from the same mother. Blood brothers. Chad and Grady Flynn. Hi, I'm Grady Flynn, and welcome to the Three Solutions Podcast. I sit here at beautiful White Rock Beach with my brother and co-host, Chad Flynn. Hey, everybody, what's happening? We're here to talk about what we feel are the three pillars of digital marketing, integration, education, and communication. Really, and we've seen businesses built upon these three pillars just do great things, and Flynn West Solutions is all about the three pillars, so we're going to get right into that with this podcast. So, Grady, what are we talking about this week? This week, we're going to talk about content. Um, Everything starts with content, I believe, with everything online. Um, People think, hey, why not start with a website? Well, you're not having a website without content. No, I know, and that's the problem, and we talked about this this morning. When you're building a house, you're not just going to build a ton of different rooms and hope to fill them. You're going to have an idea what you need to put in that house. Am I right? Absolutely. And small businesses also, they can't take a a risk of taking a shot in the dark. No. And I think too many people get so excited about setting up their business. And the first thing they want to do is set up a kick-ass website, which is great. I I don't dissuade it from that. But in order to have that website, you have to have content to put in it. How many times have you seen websites, and we talked about this, where – They've got blank pages and it just doesn't feel right because they have no content in it. Well, that's the problem is that people are picking out templates, I think, and thinking, wow, that website looks really nice. It's really visual, but you don't have the content to support it. Exactly. And we're not even just talking about online marketing type of stuff. We're talking about even brick and mortar, like a a restaurant, a trades business, a shop, like all this fits in with the whole marketing. You need content before you build your website. Absolutely, Chad. And let's get into it. Integration, understanding your audience. Uh, what we're talking about here is who are you writing to? Um, are you writing a blog? Are you a, a restaurant critique? Are you looking at uh, writing to consumers? Are you selling products online? Are you, you know, uh, uh, articles, news articles? Um, are you doing celebrity uh, articles? You know, what, what are you writing about? What are you trying to? What are you trying to? to you know, get to. Yeah, and who are you trying to write it to? And that's where I think the problem comes in is oftentimes, especially when we get into the online marketing, you think that everybody is going to be your audience. And I hate to break it to you, not everybody loves you. I don't care what your mother told you. It's not true. The fact of the matter is you are going to be marketing to a certain niche. So what does your ideal audience look like? Yeah, exactly. And I think too many people don't think about that. They think that they're a piece of cake and everybody wants a piece, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And what do we call that? We call it looking up your audience profile or building your audience profile. And how would you go about doing that, Chad? Well, uh, audience profile, if you want to even sound cooler, and if you get into the online marketing world, you hear this term thrown around a lot. The avatar, Mm. Not, uh, not to be confused with James Cameron's wonderful Pocahontas in space movie. And there's parts, what, two, three, four, five are being filmed as we speak. That's the way we have been hearing it for decades now, I think. Yeah, I know. And it will be interesting to see how it all plays out. It's been a long way. I hear you've got some new tech coming out of those movies. I know. They're supposed to be 3D without 3D glasses. I think that's what... He's the one that kind of brought 3D in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, we're going off on a tangent. Well, let's wait and see what happens then. Yeah, exactly. let's, let's get back into here. <laughs> so with the avatar, it's the customer profile. I teach a business class and I teach an entrepreneurship class. And one of the things in the first week we talk about is building your customer profile. Mm-hmm. There's two ways we can look at it. You've got a B2B, which is a business-to-business profile, so you're selling to other businesses, or a B2C, which is business-to-customer. Two totally different profiles. And I'm going to provide a link in the show notes to these profiles that I use in my course. 
But basically what you're doing is you're asking, what is the demographic of the people that you're trying to market to? What is their profession? How old are they? How much money do they make? What is their problem? And that's when it comes down to marketing. and Market research. Market research, exactly. And what, what problem, what itch are you scratching for them? And that's what you need to figure out. What's their story and how are you going to help them be the hero of their own story? So we go through all that. And once you have that, some people will even come up with a name for their their avatar, Jimmy or Susie, just to have like an actual visual in their head of who this person is. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's I think it's so important to actually have that understanding and to do the research, like you said, market research, to find out who these people are. Now, and I think another really good way of doing market research or online research is through online surveys. Um, we've used many of them in the past. We still use them today in a lot of our drip mm-hmm. campaigns is we get a really good feel of what our target audience is looking for um, and, and what can we do better to perform better for these for our, our consumers. Yeah. Now, here's the thing is there's so many. You go online, there are one billion different survey tools out there. Mm-hmm. And some of them can cost a fortune to use and are completely crazy complicated, which is when you'd bring somebody in like Flynn West Solutions. And others are super simple to set up. What would you recommend? I think what I would do, honestly, is Google Forms is a really good one. A lot of people now are using G Suite and Gmail as oh, their emails. Totally. Um, so Google Forms is a free platform. Uh, there's so much you can do with it. The integration is really easy. The style isn't the prettiest, but it really gets your point across and really gets to it. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that's a little more styled and I think it can be integrated to a lot of different CRMs is SurveyMonkey um, is one. They also offer a free service. They have an upgradable service too, but absolutely a good start is their free service. And I would hands down recommend that SurveyMonkey would be the way to go. Right. And I think what you you end up paying for when you go into these is just more tagging and more analytics, Mm -hmm. which at the beginning, do you really need that? No, you're just trying to find out who your target market is. Although I love analytics. Yeah, don't even we'll get, <laughs> we'll get we have a later. whole episode we've talked about that before. Yeah. Don't even get greedy going on analytics. Yeah, well, you know, with surveys, it's just a simple, a simple few questions. You know, shorter is better than longer. Yeah. Um, you know, we all know from those phone surveys or even online surveys, we've we've all taken them. Is they suck. Yeah, you know, when, once you get past five questions, you don't want to do it anymore. You, you're not getting any prize at the end of this. You're not really getting recognized too much as an individual, but you're helping out their market. So I think just ask a few simple questions, you know, start off with, you know, what was your first impression when you came across my website or my company? Um, maybe your next question might be, how did you hear about us? You want to find out, you know, is your is, is your marketing efforts getting out there? Are they working for you? Uh, if so, which efforts are working better than others? And, you know, what was the one thing that stopped you from buying our product? You know, what did you not like about us? Not what do you like about us, but what do you not like about us? And that's and that and that kind of carries into, you know, also with market research is looking at other companies and, and your competitors' reviews. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. When we talk about reviews, everybody's checking reviews these days. I don't care who you are, you're you're either on Yelp, you're on Amazon, you're going to Home Depot and buying something, you're looking at the review of it, you're seeing how many stars are in there. Mm-hmm. We had a conversation this morning about stars. Why don't you kind of fill us in what we talked about? Well, I was kind of, you know, I'm doing my research, you know, as I do every week, and I came across a blog. Um, I can't remember who, who wrote this blog, but it, it came across as, as one of the things that you can look for is looking at people's reviews. Um, also, Yelp is a big one. But do not look at the one-star reviews and do not look at the five-star reviews. You got to be the most honest, and those are the, the you know, the three, four, two, two-star people that are giving, you know, an honest you know, approach of, of what your company is doing. I totally agree. I mean, the one-star reviews, if you go look at them, I never look at them anymore. It's just people ragging on the product or the service. Yeah. yeah. Five stars is like, they love it. Well, what are you going to learn from it's, one it's, or five? You know, when you read them, it's hilarious. These one stars like, oh, it was too heavy or it was, you know, too hard for me to put together or, you know, I never had time to read it. 
You know, these are ridiculous, right? And then the five-star reviews are like, oh, it's the best. You know, number one, we'll buy again. They, they make no sense, right? Yeah. They don't do anything for you. But those middle people who spend the time to write, you know, and I've come across some reviews that are, you know, five, six, seven paragraphs long yep. that explain in detail what oh, this yeah. product actually does for them. And they're almost like an online critique, you know, like a restaurant critiquer that'll go on and, and, and do these types of things. I, and it's amazing that people take the time. Like when I fill out my reviews, I read a lot of um, Kindle books and at the end it always says, hey, can you review us i hit the four stars five stars and then i'll leave like a sentence about it yeah some of these people just get right into it and god bless them because they're offering so much value in these reviews and go in there i'm serious everybody you got to go in there and read these three to four star reviews well without people like them what would we know yep exactly and there's such power in that for doing the market research and getting into these stars now one thing i think that you as much as i love doing the internet and going to um doing the internet getting on the old interwebs and finding the reviews Nothing beats talking to real people, mm-hmm. I think. And that's something I think that doesn't happen as much as it should. It's too often we are just looking for the reviews and doing the market research when we could actually have a face-to-face conversation with somebody, yep. somebody that we think might be in our market. Well, and, that human interaction, oh, getting to know your audience. Yes, and I think, I and I've, I'm a huge fan of the internet, but I think we lose a lot of that. And yeah. I think by sitting down and having a conversation, and these days, if you're loving the internet so much, just get on Skype and have a face-to-face with somebody. Ask some questions. Yeah, ask them what what's the problem that they're having? How can you, how? what are some things that they would love to see out there? How can you help them? Well, then you're ensuring that you're talking to the audience that you're trying to portray to, that you're trying to sell to, the consumers that you're looking for, and not just wasting time talking to, you know, a gazillion other people. They don't want to hear what you're talking about. Exactly. All right, well, why don't we take a break, Grady? And when we come back, we're going to talk about some education. All right, reach into your audience. Grady Flynn and the Flynn with Smith focused on digital marketing tips and tricks. Before your team starts writing content for your website, there should be a solid plan in place to ensure your content is hitting the mark. The mark being your best prospects. How do you know who your best prospects are? By knowing who your buyer personas are and what their buyer's journeys look like. These prospects are the people you're running your website content for, and you want to keep their needs and pain points in mind as you create each page. This means aligning with their needs and questions at different stages in the buyer's journey with what they'll find in different pages. Pages targeted towards prospects in the awareness stage should have a much different types of information than those geared towards prospects in the decision stage. My name is Grady Flynn, and that's just the tip. Here's Johnny. Nope, just Chad and Grady Flynn. <laughs> just kidding. It's the Three Solutions Podcast. And we're back. Yes, we are. All right, and here we're going into educate, reaching out to your audience. I think education is one of my most important areas, uh, even though I sucked at it in high school. I think I <laughs> failed in every year uh, and I went to summer school. Well, I, it's so funny because my summers were awesome. I was off to summer camp and having fun. Uh, yeah, I was working and stuff, but you... <laughs> Your, your summers just kind of rolled into the same, same old, same old. Summer school, it was inevitable. Absolutely, every year, same thing. But yeah. I, did, I didn't mind it, though. I really didn't mind summer school. I think what happened was throughout the high school years, um, it just was drawn out for way too long. You know, like I need to learn things quick, move on, yeah. move on, move on. And uh, so at the end of the year, you know, I, obviously I never passed because I didn't finish my assignments. I'd probably miss a bunch of classes because I was bored silly. Yep. It's summer school only really lasted three weeks. That's true. And the other three weeks, boom, 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 get things done ace. So really, I was doing myself a favor. Yeah, they should Maybe mom and dad should just put you in summer school all the time. It would have been better, right? At least it was something to do during the day. <laughs> um, anyway, so well, let's get back to it, the education, reach into your audience. Now, what we need to talk about here is 
educate your audience, you yeah. know, give them content that they are learning from. Um, give them content that they're willing to share because sharing is a big thing, you know, Huge. especially with social media these days. Gigantic. Um, getting your content out there and having people share it, having friends share it, having family share it, have it shared on social media. Things go viral. Uh, influencer marketing, those things. But those things aren't being shared unless you have content that's intriguing or that's educating. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And so many people just put content out there just to put content out there. And, but that's such a big mistake. Well, that's the problem is is what they're doing is they're cut and pasting off other people's websites, which is a huge no-no. Uh, duplicate content is a big, big bad thing. Um, Google hates it. Um, their algorithm catches it right away. So I, w- I don't recommend that. Um, and people just stick to, to copy. They're always just using copy. Let's look at bigger. Let's look at the bigger picture, the video. Yeah. Um, Instagram, infographics, you know, all those. You have all these tools. Chad, why don't you talk a little bit more of those? Yeah, let's talk. I, I want to talk about each one of those, actually. Video is humongous. And I've got some stats here. So if you hear me holding up some paper, I just wanted to make sure I had the right stats. 2019, they're predicting that 80% of internet consumption will be video. Wow. That's gigantic. 80%. 80, I know. That's even bigger than I thought. Yeah. I know, and that's not just the kind of video wink-wink that we all think everybody's watching. That is, that's 80% of my video. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, but no, the marketers, and also marketers who use video, grow revenue by, uh, they grow at 49% faster than a non-video marketer. Mm-hmm. So it just shows, and it's not that hard, man. With video these days, with iPhones and uh, you're just re- regular DSLR cameras, you can produce some pretty nice stuff. The video production these days is... Insane. I, I can't even comprehend it. I, I don't even think I even know how to use the video thing in my phone, but I, I've seen my wife do it. Um, she films a lot of my son, and the, the stuff that comes out of these new iPhones is incredible. And the post-production is done right on your phone. Exactly. And we'll look, we had my, my son, your nephew, in last week, right? We were yeah. just tr- practicing on some video shoots. We took a 16-year-old boy who's, I mean, let's face facts, he's 16 and he's a boy, so the brain's not always firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. He was editing some crazy good stuff for us by the end of the day. Yeah. And yeah. all just, be, it's so intuitive and so easy to use. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that brings me to another topic. We we were watching uh, uh, a YouTube channel, Wistia, I believe their company's called. Yep. Um, they have a, a video editing platform and stuff, and they really had an interesting video about the difference between a $1,000 video and a $100,000 video which is really no difference. It's all about the content you're putting into it. Yeah, that's that's their one one hundred or one ten one hundred series. They called it. It was I think it was times ten. So it would end up being a hundred dollar video. Yeah, and then they put out a ten thousand dollar video, and then they had the hundred thousand dollar video. And at the end, honestly, like I found that I still got the message on the hundred dollar video just the same as much as they did the hundred thousand. Yeah, we'll post those links on the show notes, and you guys can take a look for yourselves and, and see what you think. But it really got a good point across there. Oh, for sure. And, and Chad, what about Insta, Insta, uh, Insta, 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 infographics? Well, it's, I'm, it's funny that you should say infographics and Instagram at the same time. I love Instagram for infographics. I am always attracted to an infographic. I'm a very visual learner. And if you don't know what an infographic is, it's just a visual representation of statistics and information. Mm -hmm. And these days, man, it is so easy to build an infographic. Mm -hmm. And you can make them so visually engaging. You don't even need to have that. You don't need to be an artist. All you have to do is go to canva.com and go pick out an infographic template and fool around with that. You do not understand how many infographics I make that I get complimented on all the time. And all I'm doing is using a template. There's a a couple other websites you can go to. Uh, Template Monster would be one. Yep. Uh, Theme Forest or... uh, Graphic River, which is a branch off Theme Force, and, and, and Vito, I think their company is called. Yep, yep. Um, they're, they've got some really good paid ones, and you're not paying many more than maybe $15 for these things. And it's just a downloadable uh, illustrative file, and you can you can manipulate them in any way you need to. Yep. So there's no point in starting these things you know, from scratch. 
because um, that would take you forever. But there's a lot of useful tools out there, and we'll put those in your show notes as well. Oh, for sure. And that, again, don't feel daunted. It's, don't be dissuaded if you're not an, an artistic type of person. I'm not, but mm-hmm. I can make it look like I am. Yeah, then that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, at the end of the day, I got the musical side of things and the sound side of things. You definitely got the uh, artistic side. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know that that brings me to my conclusion is you don't want to be putting out crap. Um, people think that content is king. Content is king, but too much content can kill you. Yeah. Um, so don't put together infographics that make no sense. Uh, don't cut and paste up other people's websites. Write your own original content and make sure it's engaging and educational. Yeah, and even with the video, and let's talk a little bit about social media video. A lot of people are using video these days to build their brand and to build recognition. Mm-hmm. And so they're posting a lot of Instagram stories, IGTV, Facebook video. And some of them can be really interesting and engaging, but then some of them is like, I could care less what you had for breakfast. And some people are just posting just to post. I think we're seeing less and less of that now um, as we move along the, the social media trend. It, it was a big thing in Facebook, I remember years ago. Of, is Remember when Facebook started with is? And you put a comment down, it would say, yep. you know, Grady yep. Flynn is, yep. and, or Chad Flynn is, and they got rid of the is, and people started to, you know, do less and less of that, yep. uh, putting on what they are doing and what they're up to. And I think that social media and Facebook especially is a tool that you use more for sharing. I agree. I agree. And sharing what you're doing is, and bringing people into kind of pulling back the curtain of your business, right? Mm-hmm. And showing the human side of your business because people want to connect. At yeah. the end of the day, it's all about relationships. It's all about me wanting to connect with who I'm doing business with. Yeah. If I get a good personal feel from you, then I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to buy your services. Well, that's why you want to post things that are shareable, that you are willing to say, hey, to a family member, check this out. Or yeah. you know, to, to someone say, hey, take a look at this product. It's going to be really useful for you. Um, that's kind of what you want to get across there, not just putting a dribble or content to have content. Oh, and that's this low-quality content is completely useless. And I think it's it's going to kill you in the end, right? Because yeah. people will just kind of look at it, and then you end up losing people because you're going to – how many times do I go through my Instagram stories where there's certain people that I follow that I just swipe past, swipe past, swipe past? And then there's other ones that – and they'll, they'll, be, they'll be the ones that have like, you know, when you look at it, it's got the little dashes and they got like hundreds of dashes. Yeah. Some of those, I will watch every single one because every single video is value. Absolutely. But Absolutely. then I've got, we've got people in, on my Instagram, that same thing. They got those little hundreds of dashes and I will fly right by those because it's crap. Well, you're going into like keeping your content consistent. You know, when you vary off into, you know, from left to right, left to right, and it doesn't make any sense, uh, try and keep a straight line. You know, yeah. keep keep that content consistent. You make sure you know what these people want to want to listen to, look at, or or read, but just keep it consistent. I'm going to go a little off script here because we've got a couple minutes left, but I think I really want to talk about content calendars mm-hmm. and how important that is. Instead of just flying, like shooting from the hip all the time, the one thing we follow here at Flynn West is we have a rigid, yeah, yeah, we have a very rigid content calendar for our videos, for our blog posts, for everything. You want to talk a little bit about that? Um, well, not only just uh, content calendars, but we have a whole uh, process of... Um, approval process, as we call it, before we even get to the content calendar, is it gets right into the very beginning of what our, our three solutions is with the and integrations. We do that every day here, is we find out what is it we're really going to integrate into our story before we actually build that content calendar. Once we figure that par- part out of it, we can organize ourselves into, you know, what are we going to put out there at what specific dates, you know, it, it could be something that goes around Valentine's Day or around Christmas or around specific holidays or even around an individual's birthday or anniversary. Yep. It's really strategically planned of how this content gets put out. And I think what you run into, and oftentimes before we started doing the content calendar, we found that we were putting out similar content all the time. 
and we wanted to mix things up. And so what a content calendar allows us to do is, oh yeah, this week we're going to do a thing on SEO. Next week we're going to do a thing on social media. The next week we're going to do a thing on copywriting. Whereas before, I think we, you can run into the risk of you get excited about a certain topic, which is not bad, but you, if you keep posting the same type of thing all the time. Well, what, not everybody loves what you love. That's, boom, that's like the knowledge bomb right, right there. Not everybody wants to hear what you want to put out. Um, but if you you know you space it out it, through a content calendar, you're gonna grab the attention and the retention of more people. Yep, it's not you, right? You're talking about your customers, not you, and that's that was just so much value in that one statement. The fact that look what your customers want, not what you think is cool, and that goes back to what we talked about in the previous segment about market research. Right on, and that's gonna roll us into our next uh, segment, the communication, which is. Uh, retaining your audience. So let's take a quick break, Chad, and we'll be back. Sounds good. What's everyone talking about? Sales, marketing, marketing, sales. The Three Solutions Podcast. Everything you need to know about digital marketing with Chad and Grady Flynn. And we're back. We're here to talk about the communication aspect, which is in this topic, we're talking about retaining your audience. And I just want to start out with I think a lot of people push the sales part too hard mm-hmm. and they are just always pushing the sale, the sale, the sale. When I think I, I mentioned this in the last section, it's all about the relationship and bringing value to your customer. The nurture. The nurture, definitely. That There's so much in that. And I know it sounds like some people might feel sleazy. Well, aren't you just kind of being manipulative by this quote unquote nurture and you're just trying to quote unquote build a relationship so you can get the sale? Not necessarily because you know you've got a product or a service that's providing some great value. You are solving a problem and you want to get to know your audience and how you can make their lives better. Well, how else would you look at it, really? I know that some people push to say, oh, you've been part of this and you've not been part of it, but seen it happen. The force force sell. Yes, and it's like people, they try to get into a conversation and then next thing you know, they're like pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. I hate when you get that phone call from that old friend from high school that says, hey, hey man, I'm in town, you want to get together? And then you find out it's not some sort of MLM scheme or yeah. some sort of, and they're just pushing it hard. You're like, okay, whoa, I don't want any part of this. Oh my God, how many times have those MLM schemes screwed my credit rating? <laughs> oh, these free phone cards. Oh, the this. phone cards. Yeah. Oh, well, we had that friend of ours that was pushing those hard. Yep. And they would just go out and buy the, because you always have to buy these stupid kits, like the mm-hmm. starter kit, right? So they would buy the starter kit and then say, hey, by the way, you owe me 500 bucks. Oh my God, I did a, I did an oil additive one, I think about 15 years ago, and I had a whole garage full of oil and fuel additive that did nothing. I, well, of course not. And I had to buy wants- it all. I had to buy it. So I had all this stuff. <laughs> and I didn't even have a car. I remember once I had a guy from the old guy from high school, met him, in a, bumped into him in the mall. He, his whole thing was like, we used to be really good friends in high school. He's like, we should get together. And so I was like, 100%, I'd love to get together. He said, hey, I'll pick you up on Wednesday. So I get home from work, shower, get ready to go. He comes by, and I think, like, oh, where are we heading to? He's like, oh, I just want you to meet a couple friends of mine. Oh, quick, a quick meeting. Yeah, yeah. A quick meeting on the way. Exactly. Yeah. And next thing you know, I feel like I'm part of a cult, and I'm completely surrounded by these people talking about their dreams and asking about what my dreams are and how they can make my dreams a reality. Yeah. And then you go home, and your wife asks you, what was that check for $500 you wrote last week? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, run away oh. from that one. Um, yeah. But so, the internet's doing that all the time, aren't we? Like, you're just sending out, if you're sending out emails and you're sending out marketing, like, you're just pushing your product down people's throats. You're going to lose everybody. And you need to communicate without being that asshole. Yes. Right? And that's the problem is people are doing that for sell type of uh, communication. And you don't need to do it that way. Um, we can learn using the tools that we talked about earlier, getting analytics that we talked about earlier of how to actually communicate to these people and what do they want to hear? What do they want to read? And what do they want to see? Yeah. And providing them that value, like providing them what they want to see. And mm-hmm. you know what? You might be doing it for free. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's 
providing free value, at the end of the day, you're actually helping people out. And when it comes down to it, and again, not to be the slimy guy, but if you're scratching people's backs, they're going to help you out. Any good relationship. I look at friendships that I have where I've got friends that would like lie down in front of a truck for me Yeah, yeah. because of those good relationships. With a clear set of defined goals, you can really, you know, hit that mark that you're looking for without overstretching it. Yep. And then by providing value and like, well, this podcast is an excellent example of that, right? We're not getting paid for this. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here on a Sunday afternoon just talking through this stuff because we know that it helped us out and we want to help other businesses out. Yeah, I mean, if you want to use Flynn West Solutions, great. That's fantastic. But at the end of the day, if we can help you build your business to something amazing by what we're sharing with you for free, yeah. then that, isn't that what it's all about? Well, you know, and, and don't fall victim to, you know, that, that all content needs to focus on the sale. Yeah. Because that's not necessarily the way it is. And that's what I'm talking about with nurture marketing. You can do three, four emails deep before you even talk about the sale or talk about what you're selling to build that relationship. Yes, definitely. And well, and I, I know it's kind of, we talked a little bit about it in the last section, but sharing stuff, like when you're sharing stuff, make sure you're sharing it on. Like you see all this stuff that's being shared and you're creating this value, there is value in sending it out to your audience and sharing it with them for free. Like use social media to your advantage that way. Let people know about it and get it out there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we, we use a, a, cost, a contest and that's kind of just to get to build our audience that way, right? Yep. We've, we've had so much value in that. Yeah, the contests are really, really good. Uh, you get a lot of, um, we do get a lot of likes and shares. As far as getting that exact demographic you're looking for, you're not going to find that in your in your junior contest. You're going to get, you know, the people that you want, you're going to get the audience to build, to give the, almost the illusion of, you know, your, your bigger business. But the contest, what that will really do is just is build your audience, not mm-hmm. not necessarily focus on an audience to be specific, but it'll, it'll build the audience. Yeah, and I think we're going to talk a lot about that in the next couple of weeks, when we start, especially when we get into email marketing. Yeah. But one of the things is the whole idea of the lead magnet and the idea of call to actions, right? Like having people in there providing something for free, basically. Yeah. Like uh, an example is I um, one, that website that I have, that Electric Academy, I have a PDF that people can download on top five resources for electricians on the internet. And I've had that thing downloaded over 15,000 times now in a website that I set up two years ago. Right. And I don't ask for it. I don't make people pay for it. But at the same time, it has just turned around and I've built relationships through that and I have gotten clients through that. And it's just, it makes a huge deal. Absolutely. And, and throughout this whole season, like I said earlier, we're going to be completely transparent. Um, we're going to try and give you all the tips and all the tricks of uh, you know everything that we do here at Flynn West and all the research that we've done out there to really give you guys the best shot of uh, you know being the, the most successful that you can be with your online store or online platform. Yeah, totally. Totally. I... Before we kind of close up, can you talk a little bit about like a content portfolio and what you mean by that? Like the idea of having a portfolio full of content of like blog posts and uh, I guess it goes back to our calendars, right? Like we have here at Flynn West, we have a blog that we put out, but we also have videos that we put out and we have social media that we put out. So do you want to talk a little bit about how we set up those portfolios? Well, I think the worst thing you want to do is have this website and have all this, you know, this storefront built and then just run out of content. Yeah. You know, that, that really sucks as you're like, hey, you know, I want to engage with these people. I got to keep coming up with some stuff. And then you just run out. You don't have it anymore. So 
We here at Flynn West, um, we have some content writers. We have a team that we put together yeah. of people that will put this stuff together. Um, we'll build our videos, do, uh, you know, be, just even do market research for us. Um, that gets handed down to the blog writers who will do the blog writing, but that gets put away into a uh, content portfolio that we'll come back to um, that we'll build our content calendars with. So yeah. try and be, you know, two weeks, 30 days ahead of the game if you can. Um, pre-write your stuff, pre-write your ideas. Um, even if you don't have them completely written down or you're completely ready, just make sure that you are prepared um, so you don't run out. Yeah. we. Were, to be transparent, we ran into this issue where we got we were two months ahead here and we were so excited that we were two months ahead. We were celebrating high fives all around. And then last week we had a meeting. We're like, crap, we are now two weeks ahead of schedule. We better start hustling and getting things going. So you've got to review those calendars to yeah. make sure that you're constantly feeding it. Yeah. Or else you deplete it, and next thing you know, you're you're screwing around again. And you don't have time to do it. You're working evenings. You're working weekends. Yeah. Um, you got to pre-plan these things. Um, if you don't, it becomes a huge disaster. Yeah. So absolutely pre- pre-plan these. Put together your, your content, por- content portfolio, uh, your content calendars. Um, all those things are really very important. Yeah, and I think um, the whole idea is to make sure you've got it there. I love the idea of having a place just to write down. And I use this all the time, Evernote. Mm-hmm. I've just got a little Evernote note that I keep. If I have an idea for a post, a blog post that I want to write, I quickly write it down there so I don't forget. Yeah, and they got a Wicked app too, I'm sure. Oh, it's and, and- the, the app is unbelievable. So it's the mobile most mobile-friendly app I've ever used. But just a place, even if it's in Apple Notes or whatever, just if you have an idea for a blog post, please put it down somewhere because you will forget about it and then you'll be scurrying around looking for content to write when you had this brilliant idea that could have provided so much value to people had you just written it down. Right on. So that's my tip. That's my tip for the week. Right on, Chad. Well, we're going to end it at that. Thank you for joining me today down here at White Rock Beach for the Three Solutions podcast. Um, We'll be back next week, and next week we're going to brush up on uh, website development. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. So we'll talk a little bit about the fun stuff, right, kind of building your website pages. Mm -hmm. We'll talk a little bit about SEO, but we got a whole episode dedicated to that as well. And we'll get a little more into content as well, obviously, when we talk about the website, um, you know, how your content can be better placed or best placed inside that site. Well, that's the whole thing. Everything integrates. Right, it's not yeah. nothing is an island. Nothing is just by itself. So everything's going to mix in with everything else. One goes into the other. Yep. All right. Awesome, man. Thanks for an awesome episode. You got it, buddy. It's time for beer. I'll see you at the bar. You're buying rats. We came. We saw. We kicked it ass. This episode of the Three Solutions Podcast was powered by Flynn West Solutions. Your vision, our solution. Visit www.flynnwestsolutions.com. Check out more episodes today and stay connected. Good. Hey, sir. I'll be back.